Welcome to the Life Central Podcast. It is so good to have you come and connect with us again this week. We trust that this session will be helpful to you in your faith journey. Welcome. It is so good to have you join us, especially if it's your first time with us. We really want to welcome you. We trust that it'll be the first of many. Now, a couple of years ago, I went out riding with some friends. Uh, we'd ridden from, from Johannesburg down to Cape Town and back. And, um, and while we were riding, we were in an area called the Free State in our, in our country of South Africa. And, um, and we came across this insane rainstorm and uh, the rain was so heavy that I could like just see past my front wheel and with all the concentration that I could muster I was focused on what was coming at me from the front I was really trying to just keep myself upright and keep the guys behind me safe as well Um, and out of nowhere out of, from behind this wall of water, uh, I come across this truck with no tail lights, and I brake, I swerve, I do everything I can to avoid hitting this truck. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, man, that was such a close call. I almost didn't see him. Well, we got through that, stopped for some lunch, and as we were getting off the bikes, uh, a friend of mine that was riding with me, Max, he, he looks at me and he says, oh, I was so hoping that you would see that truck. <laughs> that wasn't good news for me at all. Because what that meant was that all the guys behind me could see the truck. They could see what was coming at me and I couldn't. Well, needless to say, we finished the trip, rode down to Cape Town, got home. And when, when I got home, I set up an appointment with an optometrist. I went and I met with the guy. Uh, he ran me through a couple of tests. And, and as he ran me through a couple of tests, he ultimately handed me a set of lenses. And he said, just try out these lenses. Well, I popped them on and everything changed. All of a sudden, I was seeing color that I didn't really see or know that I wasn't seeing in the past. All of a sudden, I was seeing shapes far more clearly. I was seeing structure more clearly. Ultimately, my whole viewing experience was an experience of clarity. Now, could I not see in the past? No, I I could see. I could see before, but now, now I could really see. When it came to riding, when I'd be out riding, all of a sudden riding, I could see with clarity. When I was in nature, I could, I could see with clarity. When it came to reading, I could read with clarity. The truth be told, nothing around me had changed. Isn't that true? Nothing around me had changed. But the way I saw everything around me, that had changed. All because of a brand new set of lenses. Now, if we honest with ourselves and just for a moment stop and think to ourselves, how true isn't this to life? 
How true isn't this to your life, to my life? You see, we view everything through a certain set of lenses. These, these lenses have been developed over time in our lives. They've been developed by our upbringing, um, you know, what our parents instilled to, into us, what was instilled into us in school. Um, these, these lenses were developed um, through our social settings, the culture that we grew up in. These lenses were developed by our personal comforts, our personal likes and dislikes. Uh, and as a result, we end up leaning towards a certain point of view. Uh, and whenever it comes to a point of view or a viewpoint, the danger in that is that viewpoints create blind spots. And where just like my friend Max could see a truck that I couldn't, so those closest and dearest to us, they, they can see the, the trucks of life that are caught in our blind spots. And for the purpose of, of experiencing the fullness of this journey of life, guys and ladies, we need to stop and we need to consider what the lens is that we are looking through at everything around us. Now, there was this moment in the life of Jesus where it's recorded in, in, in one of the Gospels, and the Gospels are just these letters that record the life of Jesus and, and his followers. And in one of these Gospels, one of these letters, the, the, the Gospel of John, um, we see this account in the life of Jesus and his disciples where they come across a blind man. And uh, as they come across this blind man, his disciples look to Jesus, his, his disciples, his followers look to him and, and, and just say, Jesus, <laughs> like, who sinned? This man or his parents? Like, he's blind for a reason. Who sinned? You know, what sin was committed that left him in the state of blindness? Was it him or his parents? And ultimately, this was a common thought, a common idea of their day. This was a lens that they viewed life through. It was formed by their upbringing. It was formed by their culture that ultimately there was this cause and effect, that the only reason why this effect existed of, of some ailment, some illness, was the fact that someone had sinned. Someone had caused this effect. And here Jesus speaks into this moment and and. and and Jesus goes beyond the, the thinking of the day. He goes beyond the perception, the perspective of the day. And Jesus comes and he gives a brand new perspective. And here's what Jesus says. He says, it was not because of his sin or his parents' sin. No, this happened so the power of God 
could be seen in him. This happened so the power of God could be seen in him. And here Jesus comes and brings a brand new lens to the situation. He comes and gives them a brand new perspective for that moment. So Jesus ultimately heals the man. He spits in some dirt, rubs the mud on the man's eyes, sends him off to the pool of Siloam and says, go wash yourself there and come back. The previously blind man does that and he's now previously blind because he's healed. Uh, and as he gets home, the people are confused. They're like, who's this guy? Is it really that guy, that beggar, that blind beggar that, that we've seen for so many years because we're told that he was blind from birth? So he'd been there for years. Is it really him? And, and some are saying, yeah, it's really him. And others are saying, no, 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 it's not really him. It's just someone who looks like him. And he's like, no, 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 it is. It's me. It's me. I'm that guy. And they're like, I can't be. So, so they take this, this previously blind man and they take him through to the religious leaders of the day, a group of people called the Pharisees. And as they take them to the Pharisees, they're like, something's out of joint here. Like this guy was blind. Now he can see. And we don't know what to make of this. So the Pharisees start interrogating this man. Like, how is this possible? You know, how did this happen? And here's what he responds to them. He, he says, the man they called Jesus made mud spread it over my eyes and told me, go to the pool of Siloam and wash yourself. So I went and I washed and now I can see. They asked him, where is he now? The man replied, I don't know. I don't know where he is. They, the Pharisees weren't satisfied with this answer. They, they, they ultimately went and they found the, the previously blind man's parents and start interrogated, interrogating them. They're like, is this your son? Yes, it's our son. Has he, was he blind? Yes, he was blind. How's it possible that he can see now? And ultimately his parents just look at the Pharisees and go, why are you asking us? Ask him. He's old enough to answer for himself. So the Pharisees come back to the previously blind man and they start interrogating him again, asking him the same question over and over and over. And after a while, he just gets so frustrated. And he's like, man, why are you asking me the same question over and over? Why do you keep asking me the same question? Do you want to be his disciples too? To which they were super offended. Super offended. Because you see, the truth be told, the Pharisees were viewing the situation. They were viewing the, the previously blind man and they were viewing Jesus through a certain set of lenses. And you see, Jesus then comes to hear of this. He comes to hear that all of this is going on and he goes and he meets with a previously blind man and here's what Jesus says to this man. He says, Do you believe in the Son of Man? The man answered, Who is he, sir, 
I want to believe in him. You have seen him, Jesus said, and he's speaking to you. Yes, Lord, I believe, the man said. And he worshipped Jesus. Then Jesus told him, I entered this world to render judgment, to show the difference between, to give sight to the blind, and to show those who think they see that they are blind. Now some of the Pharisees who were standing nearby heard him and asked, Are you saying that we're blind? Jesus responds to them and says, If you were blind, you wouldn't be guilty. But you remain guilty because you claim to see. You see, the religious leaders of the day, they were viewing the circumstances. They were viewing the, the previously blind man and they were, they were viewing Jesus through a very specific set of lenses. They had their own viewpoint that was there, created by their upbringing, their culture, their personal comforts. It was their world view. And this viewpoint was full of blind spots. But the previously blind man, he was viewing it through a completely different set of lenses. He was viewing his circumstances. He was viewing the men standing in front of him. And he was viewing Jesus through the lens of his encounter with Jesus. And Jesus was speaking into exactly that when he said to the man, I've come to give sight to those who are blind and to point out to those who think they can see that they are actually blind. And I believe that this leaves you and me in a space where we need to start asking ourselves some questions, where we, we may need to ask ourselves, hey, what lens am I viewing life through? What, what lens am I viewing my own personal circumstances through? What lens am I viewing the people around me through? Hey, what lens am I viewing God through? Where do I have blind spots? Where do I need a change of lenses? Where do I maybe need to meet with the ultimate optometrist to gain clarity insight. So when it comes to my circumstances, when it comes to the people around me, when it comes to my view of God, and when it comes to yours, what lenses are we looking through? Are, are, we, are we viewing, are we viewing all of these through the same lens that the disciples were using? Where we compare? You know, think about it. When they arrived at the blind man, it was kind of like, like they created this us and them moment. It was like, you see how we aren't blind? You see how we aren't sick? How clearly no one in our family sinned or, or we sinned and as a result, we're blind. But you see how this guy is blind and you see how this guy 
is struggling and clearly someone so there was this comparison going on this undertone of comparison and I wonder how often don't we view our circumstances how often don't we view the people around us how often don't we view God through this lens of comparison you see the truth be told guys and ladies comparison is a cancer in our lives Comparison is, is the enemy of God. Why do I say it's a cancer? Why do I say it's the enemy of God? Here's why I say that. Because the truth be told, comparison will lead you and me to one of two places. It'll lead us to a point of pride or it'll lead us to a point of doubt. When I'm comparing my life to yours, and things are going really well in your life. Things are flourishing in your life. Work's flying. Family's flying. Your relationships are flying. Everything is going so well. But in my life, if I'm honest, those areas are struggling. And I start comparing my life to yours. Where does that leave me? It leaves me in a place of doubt. Like, man, is God really who he says he is like does he somehow love me less and you more but yet the opposite is just as true when things are going really well in my life but you're really struggling and I stop and I compare my life with yours how easy isn't it to fall into a space of pride ah you know somehow cracked the code, got this right, you know, we're, we're, we're flying, we're doing this right, look at how good things are going there, and, and shame, look how badly things are going there, and we slip into the space of, of pride that is so toxic for any relationship that we would be in. So comparison breeds this pride or it breeds this doubt, but comparison does one more thing. Comparison kills commitment comparison kills commitment guys and ladies if you're if you're married out there today think about this and if you're not married out there this is a great lesson before you get married uh, but if you're married today just think about this for a moment guys if you're comparing your wife to other women consistently, like all the time comparing, what do I have at home? What's out there? What do I have at home? What's out there? What's going to end up happening? That comparison is going to end up killing your commitment to your wife. Ladies, no difference. If you're in a place where you're continually comparing your husband to the guys out there, hey, you know, that guy at work, that just pays you that extra compliment that you, that you used to get at home, but somewhere along the line it kind of fizzled out. That guy who's actually listening to you and you feel like your opinion is valued and you feel like there's less of that at home. And you start drawing that comparison somewhere along the line. It's going to kill your commitment to your husband. Instead of comparing... Maybe you should just have an honest conversation. Just go, hey, I feel like we've let things slip a bit. Stop that thing before comparison ends up killing your commitment. Same with, with life. 
If I look at God, if I look at your life or, 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 or see how things are flourishing and, and how maybe things haven't gone all that great of late, and I start comparing in that space, it kills my commitment to God in the long term. It's in these moments that we need to get to God, connect with Him, and ask Him to give us brand new lenses. It's in those moments where we need to ask Him, Lord, just like with the disciples where you came and gave them a brand new perspective where you said, this happened so the power of God could be revealed. Won't you come and do that for me? Now, I don't want to compare. I want your perspective. Maybe you're viewing life through the lens of the religious leaders of the day. You know, that ultra-critical lens, that super negative lens, you know, where when they saw what Jesus had done, they were like, "Uh uh-uh, no, wrong day. You did it on the Sabbath. You can't do it on the Sabbath. It's the wrong day. (laughs) Hey, and we're not even sure about who you are. Wrong guy. You shouldn't be doing this. And at the same time, come on, you spit in dirt and rub it on the guys. Wrong way. Wrong day, wrong man, wrong way. No. This is bad. This is wrong. Super negative. Super critical. And I don't know, maybe, maybe you've been viewing life through that lens. Maybe you've been viewing life through a very negative lens and the people closest to you can see your blind spot. They can see the truck coming your way over and over and over. And they've maybe even pointed it out to you. And maybe it's time to drop that lens of negativity. Because you see, the truth be told, when I hang on to that lens of negativity, think of what it meant for the religious leaders of the day. They were so critical that they ended up missing out on the miracle. And that wasn't meant to rhyme. But ultimately, they were so critical that they ended up missing the miracle. They ended up missing on the fact, the, the fact that they'd come into contact with God Himself. They, they missed out on the fact that, that there was an incredible miracle that had just been done. I wonder, guys and ladies, day in and day out, do you and I miss out on the miracle because we're stuck in such a negative place? Maybe today, it's time to drop that negative lens and to really just recognize that we have the privilege to ask God to give us His lens, His point of view for our circumstances. My prayer for you and my prayer for me is that we would see life through the lens of the previously blind man. What was the lens of the previously blind man? Very simply, when he looked at what went down, his response was, hey, I've had an encounter. His name is Jesus. And he's given me a brand new perspective. I've had an encounter. His name is Jesus. And he's given me a brand new perspective. If I could sum up 
what this man was sensing, feeling in that moment. I believe that the Apostle Paul later on in a letter that he wrote to the church in Philippi would sum it up so beautifully where he says, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. You see, when I know Christ, I experience his mighty power. When I know Jesus, when I gain relationship with Jesus, I experience who he is and I experience the fullness of him. You see, when I know Christ, I start to see my circumstances, I start to see people, and I start to see God through the lens of Jesus. No longer this lens of comparison, no longer this lens that's critical and cynical and negative. No. Jesus comes and gives us himself as a lens through which we need to view life, through which we need to view the people around us, the circumstances that we face, and through which we need to view God himself. And that is the difference that Jesus comes and makes. I wonder what's your next step. Where are you at? Are you in a place where you need to today go, you know what, no more comparison. I don't want to slip into a space of pride. I don't want to slip into a space of doubt. I don't want to slip into the space where, where my commitment is, is killed. No. no, no more comparison for me. No, Jesus, I desire a new lens for my circumstances. I desire a new lens for the people around me. I desire a new lens for how I see God. Maybe today you recognize that you've been viewing life through this cynical lens, through this lens of <clears throat> huge negativity. And you need to say, Lord, no more. No more. Today that lens gets broken and I desire for you to come and give me a brand new lens. I want to view this life through Jesus. If that's you today, if that's you today, then my prayer for you is that you would just stop, speak to God and just say, Lord, help me to see my circumstances, people and you through the lens of Jesus. Lord, will you come and help me see my circumstances? the people around me, and you through the lens of Jesus. And I believe that as we do that, our response would be along the lines of the previously blind man, where we would in turn say, hey, I've had an encounter. His name is Jesus. And he's given me a new perspective. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for the privilege of us just being able to come and again, just connect together, even through this 
form of media, Lord. Lord, I thank you that, Lord, you come and, you, and your desire for us is not for us to be caught in a place where we're so hung up on a point of view that we that we get so caught up in 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 seeing life in these in these ways that leave us with these blind spots, Lord, where we can't see the trucks of life coming our way. But Father, that your desire is to come and and to give us brand new lenses for life, Lord. Lord, that we can see clearly what's coming our way, that we can see clearly what's coming down the road, Lord. Father God, that we can see our circumstances through the eyes of Jesus, that we can start seeing the people around us through the eyes of Jesus, and that we can see you through the eyes of Jesus. So Father God, today we just come and we lay down our tendency for comparison and we lay down our tendency for negativity. And we just pray, Lord, help me see my circumstances, help me see people and help me see you through the lens of Jesus. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being with us today. If you need to reach out to anyone, please connect with us on our social media platforms at Life Central Mid Grand. Uh, we love you. We look forward to seeing you next week. Cheers. If you enjoyed this session and you'd like to know more about us, then please come and connect with us through our website, our social media platforms, and come subscribe to our YouTube channel. All the links are listed below. Beyond that, we trust that you have an incredible week.